0: The Zone is presented by Guaranteed Foods, delivering all natural food to Midwestern families since 1958. Enjoy healthier food, more free time, free delivery, and better value. Go to GuaranteedFoods.com. we continue right here on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Jason Anderson with you, Josh Briscoe, Dylan Michaels. Coming up an hour from now, we'll play a little sports or leisure. Right now, let's talk some football with Ryan Tracy from uh, RGR Football, Locked on Chiefs podcast, where a lot of people can uh, hear him, check out his work. RogueAPC.com as well with the Athletic Matrix. Ryan Tracy joining us here in the zone. Ryan, what's up, man? How are you, sir?
1: I am keeping up. How
0: are you doing? I am doing just fine. Trying to keep up as well, but there's so much stuff to keep up with, especially after yesterday. Um, you know, we could have moved some of that information, some of that news to today, but we decided just to do it all in one fail swoop. It helped us get over hump day, and now we're here on a Thursday. While the Combine's going on, the Chiefs are unveiling renderings. Uh the NFLPA is like yeah they suck though their ownerships terrible mm-hmm. so uh, you know go go collect that money a lot of stuff going on and Lajarius Need uh can go and, and seek a trade you know other than that uh, just a uh, boring boring last 24 hours or so
1: Yeah it's a yawn fest right <laughs> that's, that's right i love it
0: yawn fest wednesday that's what we're going to call it from now on yawn fest wednesdays uh what was your reaction to the chiefs uh telling Legarius need uh, that or at least the report that he's allowed to go out and uh, seek a trade and uh the chiefs would be um uh, willing to do that if uh you know uh, all of the right circumstances are met
1: you know i was i was hemming on back and forth between- uh, do, do they indicate – because they're always going to indicate a little bit before mm-hmm. they make something like that, like a franchise bag. Do they go Chris? Do they go LaGerius? I think in the end it was 50-50 for me, depending on what your priority is. And I think this gives us an uh, indication of where they are uh, between the two negotiations. And I, I see this as being more of a, of a tool for Brett Beach to help his own case of wherever he has LaGerius' valuation by allowing him – and his agents to get more feedback from around the league in terms of valuation, trade comp, the whole nine yards. Because any trade would would obviously have to pre-involve uh, an estimated new contract. Mm-hmm. I think that's a useful feedback loop for Brett Beach,
0: and it's a useful feedback tool for for Legarius need And and it's it's useful too because you know I'd rather have more information than not. I want I want to know what uh, another team is willing to offer in a trade. I want to know if can I get a second rounder or a first rounder or a third and a fifth or something like that. If LaJarius Need is wanting 23 million, we can't match that. Another team's offering him 23 million and we've agreed to parameters. Hey, you know what? I want to know I've got that option that's there instead of you get to a point to where I don't think we're going to be able to work out a deal. Let's make a trade with somebody oh, wait, they've already figured out some of their pieces in free agency or they're not willing to move a particular draft pick because they've fallen in love with a prospect or something like that. Um, The the more information, the better. And that's why I'm totally fine with them saying go out and and see if you can do that Uh, because, you know, if if that's the route it ends up going, then, hey, the Chiefs can get something for them because they wanted to sign Tyreek Hill. It didn't work out, and they had to trade him, and they got a, a, a king's ransom for him, essentially, and they uh, were able to make that work, and they capitalized on that investment.
2: And
1: that's, that's what comes when you've done your work to this point. Mm-hmm. They did their work on luxurious pre-draft. They've been able to develop him thanks to the coaching staff, and now you've built yourself from a fourth-round pick into a legitimate, I think, first-round deserving in compensation Cornerback that if he's not going to help you can help someone very significantly, and that is value to the organization one way or the other. Whether as on the field or he gets you another round of the same concept of mm-hmm. finding the right resource and developing it, I'm just not sure if it's best long term uh, or what they'll find out there in terms of interest yeah. in a trade, only because of two factors there, there's been an injury history. I don't think it's terribly significant, but I'm not inside the building and I've never seen an MRI, and I think that's what it's going to come down to. And then there's the age factor. I don't think because of the mileage that Don LaGerius needs that the age factor is, is truly going to be overwhelming, but it is something I think every team is going to consider as part of the equation.
0: And it can work in the Chiefs' favor. What if he goes out there and a team's saying you know, uh, you know the max value we'd give you is uh, you know, $18 million. You know, and the Chiefs are like, oh, see, now, now that's what we're working with." within, uh, you know, that $18 million or, or what another team would give you. Of course, with the $19.8 million, that's typically when you place a franchise tag, that might be the starting point on it. Um, if the Chiefs only had one that they could be able to sign, would you prefer Chris Jones or LeJarius Sneed?
1: It's a tough one for me. Uh, I was one of the pre-draft uh, profits for LeJarius Sneed. Loved what he did in college. I loved the fit. Uh, he's actually outgrown my expectations for him, to <laughs> tell you the truth. But he's kind of been my guy from the beginning. The problem is, is in today's league, you're able to find cover corners that are within the, the realm of comparison. I mean, I, I consider him a top five cover corner in this league at this point. You're not necessarily going to be able to go out and get that. But you can get a top 15 or a top 10, right? There's no one close other than Aaron Donald to what you have from Chris Jones right now and I don't anticipate Matt BK Christian Wilkins anybody that's available out there for acquisition I don't think that you're going to get the same production if it, maybe not over the course of the season but certainly in the playoff run from anyone but Chris Jones so in terms of the commodity itself mm-hmm. it feels like Chris Jones is, is a rarer product
0: Yeah, and and I think are you closer to having an answer in-house for somebody leaving at that position – with Lajarius Snead or Chris Jones. And, and I don't think there's any question that, you know, it's Legerea Need. I have no idea what the answer would be in house for, for Chris Jones. Um, you know, uh, the answer in house for Legerea Snead, it's not a resounding answer, but it's a, you know what, serviceable. Joshua Williams, Jalen Watson, one of those guys filling in. There's at least a name, somebody on the team under contract that you've seen go out there and play that you go, all right, I feel comfortable. If that guy's out there, we can figure out how to go and play. If, if number 95's not there and you're trying to address, that in-house, I think you're in a world of hurt right now, with, uh, especially with all of the different free agents on this defensive line.
1: Yeah. If they, if they called a meeting today of the interior defenders under contract <laughs> and Joe Cullen, Joe would be in the room talking to himself. <laughs> that's a so point. That's, that's what it comes down to. <laughs>
0: Literally, there is no answer in-house. <laughs> There is not one in-house right now. Uh, Ryan Tracy is our guest. Uh, Locked on Chiefs podcast, RGR Football. Uh, the impact of Dave Merritt, uh, whether he goes or doesn't go, um, what is that uh, in your mind for this Chiefs team moving forward, especially with the questions around Legarius need and whether he's going to return with the Chiefs?
1: In my opinion, the possible departure of Dave Merritt, uh, Dave Merritt is is earth-shattering, especially given the conversation we just had about could you replace in-house? Could you continue to see someone on the roster already develop into someone that could be I, – I fully expect, if Jerry Sneed parts this roster, that Trent McDuffie is able of assuming that mantle as not only a number one cornerback but a top five corner in this league. The question is, could someone else rise to the level that is more than a just passable mm-hmm. number two as part of a duo? And right now, I'm not, I'm not sure of that. If there's any way for that to actually happen with the guys on the roster in-house right now, you must have Dave Merritt. His departure would be – I can't say it would completely stop progression because there are a lot of good coaches around the league to come in and do um, with this young group that has obviously showed that it's hungry to improve uh, and still make progress. But in this system, working for Spags, playing this brand of football – it's really not a one-for-one one with anyone else. So for me, I hope that this is something that gives him a a tidy raise and a nice bump mm-hmm. in title, and he's right back in the building next week.
0: Yeah, uh, I'm to- totally agree. And and maybe this is the start of him looking at defensive coordinator positions and. I can go through the interview process, see what it's like, get some of that experience, get a little bit more money from the Chiefs, title, a couple of years, then go out and I've been through that um, uh, that sort of uh, dog and pony show and I I know what I, what to expect and now I can be better prepared to go and get a job as a defensive coordinator. Ryan Tracy is, uh, is our guest. As you look at uh, sort of free agency and into the draft, um, the, some of the bigger needs for the Chiefs as, as they have, you know, some money available, um, if they sign Chris Jones and LeJarius Sneed, then they might not have much, although they can restructure uh, Patrick Mahomes and save some, you know, $30 million. But are you looking at them to address that um, uh, more focused in free agency or focused in the draft uh, to fill some of the uh, the biggest holes for this Chiefs team? Obviously the answer is both, but which uh, do you think is, is uh, more conducive of them being able to fill some of the holes they have uh, and go back to trying to 3P? To yeah, I, I
1: think it comes down to positional uh, groups and specifically, say, the defensive interior. If you have to put someone next to Chris Jones, I don't see a ton of talent – at where the Chiefs will be picking in this draft. So I do think free agency is a factor, maybe more for defensive tackle and wide receiver for some of the other positions. Um, Obviously, Higgins gets the tag, uh, a lot of question marks about availability. It's a deep wide receiver class, So I think you could see what it is, is not a a top tier. You know, if Mike Evans wants to come to Kansas City, I don't think you're giving him $20 million a year. You're going to have a lesser signing there, along with the draft pick, and bolster the wide receiver room, not just with you know, seven wide receivers in terms of could develop into something, mm-hmm. but three that you feel can produce on the field for you tomorrow, and you'll see what else comes up with it. That's, that position, I know, is on the forefront of most people's minds. I think the defensive tackle position and the depth at linebacker could be even more critical to sustaining success than to run at a, at a three-peat
0: is it um, Is it better strat like looking at the wide receivers in this draft, and I know there, there are some difference makers in this draft, and there 's some depth that goes along with it too. and they got a Rasheed Rice in the second round, they also got Sky Moore in the second round, so there is a risk uh, factor in, in picking there, and there 's a risk factor in picking you know anywhere Quentin Johnston went in the first round, although I you know didn 't want the chiefs to come anywhere no- uh, close to Quentin Johnston in the draft last year is it Is it worthwhile for the chiefs to spend extra draft capital? to move up to 20, you know, something like that and get maybe one of these premier receivers that might still be available or take somebody in the second round, maybe even trade back, wait at number 32, whatever it might be, and take a next-level wide receiver. Is the depth of this class that good that you can get somebody that can be a Rasheed Rice-like player um, in the second round at pick number 64 or trading back from 32, etc.? Or is there somebody that's just, it's a difference maker and it's worth giving up an extra third and, and fourth to move up and get this guy?
1: I think there are compliments that can develop into that role. Uh, let's give Rushi Rice right the credit that he deserves. He progressed maybe in, in such stark difference this guy more uh, even more quickly than we, we could have hoped for, to tell you the truth. But the, I don't know it can depend how it falls at the left tackle position in the draft to see whether there's a possible trade up. If it's if it's for that and then somebody that they've got a great grade on, you might see that. Mm-hmm. If it's a wide receiver, I think standing pat is the most likely. I don't see you trading up for a receiver, uh, but you could trade back. So I think mm-hmm. I think probably the least likely scenario. I'd probably put the odds at twenty percent or less if they stay and pick at thirty-two.
0: Interesting. Um, so either move, and and you would think if they move up, it's going to be for a tackle that they would uh, attack that position more than than wide receiver or another position.
1: It, it feels like it to me again because of the girth of the class. Uh, The depth at wide receiver is so much different than it is at tackle, and particularly left tackle. And we've seen them try to do that before. Uh, Lenny Morris, I I think, gave you some nice flashes. I don't think you can base your plan for next season around him at this point. So I don't think they can get caught in that same loop of, we're going to take a second-round tackle and hope that he develops into something that can put on the field Mm -hmm. and go to a championship game. So it does feel like probably for both those positions – Lessons learned, not just this year, but ever since last three or four cycles, I think we'll be rolled into being more aggressive on both fronts.
0: Yeah, I'd rather find a solution at uh, left tackle if they're going to trade up. Find a solution at left tackle for the next four or five you know, plus years uh, than even a wide receiver that can go along with Rasheed Rice. There are multiple wide receivers out there. There's one left tackle on the field, and you, know, you need to be right on that. And with what they've got going on at right tackle and whether that contract is worth it, certainly the contract's not worth it. Jawan Taylor's not a terrible player. It may be worth it at some point, uh, but uh, definitely figuring out that left side. Ryan Tracy is our guest. Locked on Chiefs podcast, RGR Football. Um, what was your reaction to the NFOPA survey that came out with uh, some of the facilities that were going on? And and really, to me, the, the training staff and the nutritionist and some of the uh, pre-practice um, you know, routines and trying to take care of their body. Uh, but there's a lot of criticism that's heading Clark Huntsway. What did you make of the uh, the, the – The survey, the report that came out yesterday.
1: I thought the timing was pretty interesting. And I I think some of it is a little bit disproportionate to what is really going on in the locker room. And by the locker room, I mean the day-to-day practice facility locker room. seen a lot of confusion in the fan base about, they just got this new locker room at Arrowhead. Why why are they upset? Well, it's because they only spend, you know, one day a week there the bulk of their week is spent in the practice facility locker room, which has not been updated in quite a long time. So I can see the disconnect. But uh, I think some criticism is fair, especially when you've got back-to-back championships on your belt and you've been to, had so much success in the last five-year run. Mm-hmm. I also can see from the business side that you have to tackle things in an order uh, that helps you the best product on the field. Uh, and certainly I can see why the they arrowhead – Stadium locker room was done before the day-to-day, but my big concern were the the secondary pieces you mentioned about the training staff, the what I call the the daily maintenance of players in terms of soft tissue work, dietary restrictions, recovery. Uh, I think all those things are the things that I'm most concerned about. The the locker room will sort itself out, and there, there will be money to be had to fix that. But the day to day, how you help guys prepare to be on the field, and I think that's probably the thing needs the most change, the most quickly.
0: Yeah, that, and and I, I said the same thing. Like uh, people will focus on locker room and say, well, the spoiled players, and look if, if they want nicer chairs, they want bigger lockers, they want you know the, the newest uh, game system in their locker, whatever. Uh, we see that at different uh, colleges, uh, but to me, if if I'm asking Clark Hunt to spend a little bit more money. I'm asking Clark Hunt to go to the um, the team that's got an A with nutritionists and say, you know, hey, Vikings, or whoever the nutritionist is, how much do you want? How much money? Because uh, we're going to pay you. Uh, you're going to come to Kansas City. We're going to pay you. will pay out of your contract, whatever it is. We'll pay for it. You're going to be here. Hey, uh, uh, training staff, uh, the best in the league, what, what are they doing? Okay, well, let's hire some of those uh, people. Let's hire them away. All right, great. Now you're coming over here to Kansas City. You know, uh, strength coaches, whatever it might be, uh, that's where I, I would care about Clark Hunt spending the money is getting the personnel and the staff there and increasing the staff if they don't feel like there's a sufficient amount of uh, of, of people there to help increasing the staff uh, that that to me is where the money and and less than um you know hey we're gonna spend like four million dollars in, in updating the locker room with the practice facility cool but what about the nutritionist the training staff the uh whether there's a massage therapist there on on site do they have enough of the cold tubs the hot tubs the you know, whatever it might be that they're looking for, that's the investment I would love to see Clark Hunt make. But I'm not a player there that's uh, dealing with the locker room on a daily basis.
1: I, I agree with you, and I think you hit on something key. I don't think this report disparages the quality of care that they get from the training staff. I think it disparages the volume of care that they can get from the training because they're understaffed. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see a dedicated trainer per position group. I'd like to see you overspend on those salaries because, in the end, it goes back into improving your week-to-week quality on the field.
0: Yep. And uh, Taylor Swift can help pay for that because of uh, the Swifties that have come in and the more merchandise that's being bought, et cetera, et cetera. She can help uh, pay for that. Not literally, but, you know, uh, financially down the road. Last one for you, Ryan. Um, Have you developed a draft crush yet? As you're looking through all of these different prospects and film study and everything, uh, is there starting to be a a draft crush that you're developing?
1: There is. And I'm reluctant because I I, I generally go through a bit of a cycle. But since about midseason in the college ranks, there's one player at the wide receiver position that I think will be a second-round pick again that I feel that does some things similarly to what Rasheed Rice does, which would allow Rasheed to go become more of a boundary player and play at the X a little bit more. Um, Yet he does the one thing that we haven't seen from the interior receivers on this roster in the last two seasons, and that's track the ball over his head with expertise. Uh, His name's Jalen Polk. He played for the Washington Huskies. I think he's an excellent fit in this offense, and I would love to see it. I just don't know if the rest of the league is going to catch on or already has and have him (laughs) placed well above where the Chiefs would be able to acquire him.
0: Okay, Jalen Polk, we got it written down. Uh, I like him as well. We'll see what uh, what ends up happening. Ryan, you're the man. Really appreciate the time. As always, enjoying the uh, the Locked On Chiefs uh, podcast and the uh, the breakdowns and things like that. And looking forward to our next conversation. Thank you, man. Appreciate it.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me on. Take care.
0: Absolutely. There's uh, Ryan Tracy, RGR Football, Locked On Chiefs Podcast, RogueAPC.com. Um, you know, a lot of uh, different places you can check out his work. Athletic Matrix founder. Um, as well. So, uh, good stuff there from Ryan Tracy. I like Jalen Polk. Um And and again, that's sort of the area like, I mean, there's a lot of wide receivers I like. <laughs> I, mean, I still think there are so many character questions around Roma Dunze that they've got to just red flag him. You know, every team needs 31 teams need to red flag that guy. Um, terrible. Troy Franklin, terrible teammate. I've heard nothing but terrible things about, in fact, um, Bo Nix had to like go out of his way to like get people to even acknowledge him in the room. That's how much people hated him.
3: Marvin Harrison Jr. I guess finally showed up and his guy got his height measured and left. Does
0: he even love football? I wouldn't take him to the top thirty-one. You know what he's doing while everybody else is busting their ass in football, sitting around playing video games. I don't want that guy on my team. Yeah, I don't think I can. Not in the that. top thirty-one. Nope not not in the top thirty-one at all. Pick I mean, thirty-two on. Yeah, then then I would take a chance. Take a flyer. You're right. taking a
3: flyer at that point. Throw a dart. You yeah, I, I mean? guess. I'm like, you take him taking the top thirty-one, you should fold the franchise.
0: Neighbors? No, thank you. I'd rather have his neighbor. Want a good neighbor? Draft a different player in the top 31. That's right. But if those players go to teams that just don't care about character concerns at all and want to screw over their entire organization, then if you're looking in the second round or trading back, you know, a Jalen Polk, a player like that. How certainly. often is a junior of a former NFL player
3: good anyway? Like Never heard of one. I can't think of any. Never. I can't even think of, like, a
0: junior of a, f- a former athlete that went on to be good in the same or a different sport. Any sport whatsoever. Um, professional players' kids typically spoil brats that don't want to work.
3: Yep, yep. Always flame out. Always.
0: Especially if they didn't win in college.
3: Yeah, that's right. That's a great sign to get away. Yeah. Marvin Harrison Jr., please. Couldn't couldn't beat
0: Michigan, you know? So. <laughs>
2: Exactly,
3: and he's a couldn't dog. win
0: the big game. What I'm saying is, Roman Wilson. You should take Roman Wilson if you if you like winners. Roman Wilson won a national championship yep. as a uh, as a wide receiver. Take him in the top 31.
3: Honestly, the top 31 should probably just all be Wolverines.
0: Yeah. mm Hmm. Yep. Yeah, it should be like a whole edition of Red Dawn. Yeah. <laughs> every one of them are Wolverines. Avenge me. Draft me. I right, we continue right here on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Thank you to Ryan Tracy. Sports or Leisure coming up at uh, 1 o'clock. Little 29 activity going on in the 1 o'clock hour for some Sports or Leisure. Little Johnny's Tavern going on around here in the 1 o'clock hour for Sports or Leisure. And you can also win $25 to Johnny's Tavern if you uh, so choose. If you're so capable. If you're so willing. If you are willing and capable and smart enough. Or oh, your name's Avery?
2: <laughs>
0: not uh, not recently, huh? Yeah. You got
3: to play the game and then also know how to play the game. The challenges we give to you, 1 o'clock.
0: I'll be uh, paying up a little lunch bet today. Yeah. Um, so yeah. there'll be some Johnny's Tavern around here. Yeah. It's great. Um, nice, which I saw somebody tweet out yesterday when the NFLPA survey came out and it showed a <laughs> Did you see this? A paper plate with like a small, small sliver of pizza and said uh, Clark Hunt surprising his players after another Super Bowl.
3: Sliver is the exact <laughs> right small. word. It barely connects it both <laughs> sides the whole way down. It's like held together by cheese. Is it like one of those pieces when you cut a piece in half to share? It's, it's, no. Exactly. It's like when you cut a piece in, a fourth. in half and then cut it in half again. Exactly yeah. Right. Yes. It's like a cheese stick on a little bit of bread.
0: It's a cheese stick that's uh, shaped as a triangle. Yes. It's this vaguely triangular <laughs> cheese stick. That's exactly right. Uh that was uh that was that was pretty good.
3: If they had Johnny's at Arrowhead, I don't think there'd be all these nutrition problems that they're showing up on the report cards. So many good options. Mm-hmm. I'm glad I didn't lose any of those. Is this the lunch bet that Mick will be missing out? Are we supposed well, to save him a slice? Or...
0: Mick's coming in. Oh. Mick's coming in. Yep. Mick's, Mick's coming, coming in. in. Mick's coming in. Let's go. He's going to be here for everybody wins. Oh man, he's going to love hour. that. Did
2: I, spoil? Did I just spoil that? No, you didn't, you didn't no. spoil it, Jason. You,
3: didn't... you you asked a question and Jason no. answered it. I could
2: have. That I could have said. Uh, I could have
0: said too bad, Mick Schaefer. You know, is not going to be here for the lunch. But I guess I'll just have to pay him back one day on yeah. his own. No, he'll be in, he'll be hanging. He offered yesterday, right? Yeah, he
3: said he'd come in. And
0: I think he's coming and in right? everybody
3: wins. I don't know. I'm, that's going to be I'm bad. If,
0: with him, look, if he doesn't come in, that's his own fault. He said yesterday he was going to be in here. That's what he said on the air. I can go find the tape. I can have he, the court reporter read back. to you I think what he you said, said he
3: would come in. I'm leaving this. In, I'm leaving this in your hands. I'm you leaving said, this in your hands.
0: You said danger. I said grave danger. You said, "Is there another kind? Is there any other kind?" <laughs> I know what I said. I don't have to have it read back to me. Why the two orders, Mick? That's what I want to know. Why the two (laughs) orders? Oh, wait, because it's food. That's right. It was the two orders for food.
3: Is my desire for Johnny's Tavern clear? (laughs) Crystal. Couldn't come up with anything else that was crystal clear, so. Is my desire for Clark Hunt to pay a little bit more money to upgrade some facilities and some nutrition... Options
0: for the team, perfectly clear! You want the ingredients on that dough. You need the ingredients on that dough. Did you order the lunch bet? You gosh darn right I did. I'm gonna get in a car and go back to my pizza. MPs guard the colonel. What is this? Ready. I'm being charged. I'm being charged for the food.
1: Ready. I'm yes. being
0: charged for the food. I'm going to rip out your pepperoni and pee in your empty plate. (laughs) You messed with the wrong chef. I don't remember any of that. It was the original script. It's been a while. I, you know, I, I changed did, it. I learned the monologue. I made it worse. I
3: learned the monologue from the original script for an acting class in college. Did I did. I, I learned did. it just because I, I watched it so much. It's great. <laughs> it's so good. I don't have all of it anymore, but man, oh, it I was. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. I, like, I need yeah. to like dip back into it and get that back because you get, you get, especially you get up and hear it all. Yeah, that's right. You're charging me for the pizza.
0: Honor, code, loyalty. Should Hot, do the whole thing as Denny fresh, Matthews. Delicious. <laughs> you want the truth? You can't handle the truth. Ding ding. We use words like low and outside, <laughs> time and temperature, and parking <laughs> and spot.
2: Parking spot. <laughs> we use
0: these words as a backbone of a sport. Spent broadcasting. Use them as a punchline. Try to make fun of me. Granted right a second. I have neither the time nor the inclination <laughs> to spend my day watching this guy throw balls. Do a strike. To time. time. All right, that's a good. That's a good collision of bits right there. I like that is one it, a lot. Is it I'm um, proud of this. collision where things should not be colliding? Uh oh. A bringing together of two different things. Oh dear. That would be a lawyer. <sighs> Defending somebody who is charged with robbing banks, not robbing football teams, robbing banks across state lines and his hobby is enjoying cheese football. It's a hobby. So Matthew Merriman decided oh, brace yourself, everybody. Grab the- I've got this Chiefsaholic guy. I got an opportunity. Let's kill this thing. Here's his um, statement on uh, Chiefsaholic and his day in court.
2: From the beginning of this case, folks, the government has been blitzing and Xavier's pocket was collapsing. But today, Xavier stepped into the pressure. He took responsibility for his actions. He stood up in court, humble and repentant, and admitted what he had done. Now, if I know anything about Xavier, and if the Chief's Kingdom knows anything about Chiefsaholic...
0: I don't know much.
2: We know that he doesn't give up.
0: I didn't know that. We know that if
2: he stumbled... And he fell. He didn't let his knee touch the ground. (laughs) That's That's because he's capable of doing a great thing.
0: (laughs) But what if he wasn't touched?
2: And he knows (laughs) that there's still hope. We still have a lot of work to do on his case, but Xavier wants everyone to know that he loves the Chief's kingdom, he loves Kansas City, and he hopes that you'll rally to his support. Thank you and God bless.
0: And God bless the Chiefs. Or did he not why didn't he why didn't he say that? We're going to push this football into the red zone. We are going to score and he is going to win even though he already pleaded guilty. If there's one thing people know about Chiefsaholic, it's that he dressed up as a wolf. That's the one thing I know about Chiefsaholic. He dressed up as a wolf. I didn't know he didn't quit except for the multiple times he kept robbing banks. I guess that would be one of those.
3: You know, we believe in a lot of things here in this country. The land of the free and the home of the...
0: cheese. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. That's that's my time. Um, His knee uh, has hi. never touched the ground. That's a, That's a fact. His knee has never touched the ground. And if it did, he wasn't touched. So he wasn't down by contact. I think that it's
3: important to n- remember that even incarcerated like incarcerated people are still human beings that do have life in front of them that can do good things with that time and maybe after they get out and I think that's all important. I don't think I'm ready to rally to his support. Yes. I think that's a little far for me personally. I think I might go ahead and not rally to
0: anything involving I'll, Chiefsaholic. I'll rally to the support of people he pointed a gun at. Yeah, that seems fair. Yeah that's all that rally seems fair. To. I think those people should probably be rallied around don't need to rally around a random dude who was a super fan that went to a lot of Chiefs games that also was a criminal. It
3: robbed banks
0: it robbed along banks. the way. I mean, listen, like, the thing that his story has, it has some whimsicality
3: to it. He dressed up for games. He largely hid his identity in public and then mm-hmm. hid, hid his identity in private to rob banks. I understand why it was a 30 for 30 or an E60 or whatever. He I, grinds I, I in silence it. as well, you know. Say again? I said he grinds in silence yeah, and, that's and uh, right. uh, privacy, just that's working right. his way up. That's uh, right. I, I understand why it's intriguing. I do not understand why you would be asking anyone to rally to his side in this entire situation. I may pass.
0: Also, um, is he taking a shot at Patrick Mahomes by saying he <laughs> stepped into the pressure?
3: He kept his eyes up. He never dropped them in the pocket like Alex Smith used to. <laughs> Whoa, dude, what the hell?
0: We're going to push this ball into the end zone. Unlike the Chiefs in the red zone, am I right, everybody? Am I right?
3: If, if Chiefs fans know anything about my client, Chiefsaholic, they know he's not afraid of a little contact, unlike Marcus Peters. What are we—you flexing your, like, past Chiefs knowledge?
0: If anybody knows anything about me, they know, unlike the Chiefs, I'm not going to drop the ball. <laughs> I think— uh- can we do a little production on air a bit here?
3: Yes. I think I might have found the fix and the main thing that oh. was missing from this, that might make him sound a little
2: more respectable as oh. a lawyer. It's it. just because he can't do this for himself. So let's maybe try let's the hear audio again here. <laughs> from the beginning of this case, folks, the government has been blitzing. And Xavier's pocket was collapsing. His pocket but today, Xavier's pockets into were expanding. That's the he problem. Took responsibility for his actions stepped into other people's pockets. He stood up in court, humble and repentant, and admitted what he had done. Now, if I know anything about Xavier, and if the Chiefs Kingdom knows anything about Chiefsaholic, it's
3: how to pronounce his name.
2: We know that he, he doesn't up give wolf. up. We know that if he stumbled and he fell, he didn't let his knee touch the ground. It doesn't mean anything. <laughs> that's because knowledge. he's capable of doing a great thing. And he knows that there's still hope. We still have a lot of work to do on his case, but Xavier wants everyone to know that he loves the Chiefs' kingdom. He loves Kansas City. And he hopes that you'll rally to his support. Thank you and God bless.
3: Jason, you know how long he could be facing in prison?
2: Oh, God. 50 years!
3: 50 years a lifetime!
0: Oh, <laughs> I just... I, you, you don't have to come out and play the clown. You you don't have to. I mean, we do it here (laughs) for four hours. Yeah, because we're not lawyers! We try to give people a break for four hours. Get you from 10 to 2. How can we get you from 10 o'clock to 2 o'clock? Oh. I know. Let's try to have fun and talk sports along the way. Can we make as many football puns as possible when somebody's facing 50 years? A lifetime. The government has been blitzing and his pocket was collapsing. That's why he robbed banks. His, His pocket collapsing.
3: was collapsing. <laughs> he chose into the pressure of security at banks, credit
0: unions. He chose allegedly. poorly. A lot of people's pockets are collapsing. They choose to go to work. They choose to do other things. They don't rob banks to help pay for their addiction because he's an aholic for the chiefs. <laughs> it's a disease that he has apparently for the chiefs. What a clown. I mean, if you're Chiefsaholic, you can still, you know, find somebody else to represent you.
3: I have incredible news. I don't know if we have... Dylan, do you know the music bed for The Autumn Wind is a Pirate for that whole uh, NFL Films? And You know which one that is. Dylan's nodding Dylan, at me honey, like I just asked Dylan, him if he
0: could find his left foot. D- you just asked Dylan if he likes air. Yes. You Dylan, are like breathing back there? <laughs> do, you know, um, do you know how to breathe, Dylan? Does your Does your heart know how to beat? Okay, great.
3: I, um, I love, I love that. If you just find... You, you got a little rip. Jeff Brom in there, too. Though, <laughs> Whoa, hey. Whoa. You, can you, you, can, you can just rip... pulse you You can just rip that when mobile. you find it, Dylan, because there's just, there's one part of this that I'd like to revisit again today that I had not previously considered. That, um, maybe, maybe, uh... Matthew Merriman could could use next time. Do you, do you think you have the right one yet? I know there's a... We have a whole file of NFL Films music back there for exactly this moment. Uh, for I'm, exactly
0: this moment. We've been sitting here waiting for Matthew uh, Merriman.
3: Ah, yes. Uh, yes. I'm going to skip the first two uh, little... What's it called? this four lines? Stanzas. Stanzas? Stanza, I think. George? I'm going to skip to the third one. Because Stanza. Forget about the Raiders. Supka? Here, the autumn wind is justice. He growls as he storms the country, a villain big and bold. And the trees all shake and quiver and quake as he robs them of their gold. The autumn wind is Chiefsaholic. It's been there the whole time. Are those the actual lyrics? He growls as he storms the country, oh my god! a villain big and bold.
2: Yeah, he's nailing it.
3: And the trees all shake and quiver and quake as he robs them of their gold.
0: This guy's living out the NFL film's music.
3: In fact, he's a raider. I mean, that shit, that's gotta hurt. Oh,
0: it's a great point.
3: The autumn wind is a pirate, blustering in from sea. With a rollicking song, he sweeps along, swaggering boisterously. His face is weather-beaten. He wears a hooded sash with a silver hat about his head and a bristling black mustache we can do this his face is red and painted he wears a wolfy mask with a red Those hat a real leerich be- with a red hat about oh his head and a bristling bristling gray wolf mask the rest of it i don't have to change I mean, the- the- that's uh, that's unbelievable sorry it's uh the autumn wind is a chief Saholic pillaging just for fun He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. i have to change it to, I guess, they'll laugh when he's conquered and in prison for a very long time. And done. When he's conquered
0: and done. Conquered and done. When his pocket is finally collapsing. (laughs) He could have. There were so many other routes this player could have taken. I really wanted more, by the way. Just more fun. Once he started going down the route, a minute is not enough. Not enough. I need, like, five minutes of more puns. For you and your opening statement on your client and whatever his name is, a holic, and facing up to 50 years in prison and letting us all know what we already know. Because if there's one thing we know about him, it's that his knee doesn't touch the ground. He
3: doesn't give up. You may say that my client is ready to throw Hail Marys. I'd say it's time to stick to the opening Mm -hmm. script.
0: We aren't ready to hand it off to the government yet. <laughs> we don't want the ball in their court.
3: Damn it! <laughs> Son the, of
0: a The clock is winding down, but it's tied in overtime,
3: so that doesn't mean anything to me. The only thing my client needs now is patience and a corndog. What, guy? All right, come on. Come on! You don't know ball. You don't even know bail.
0: Man-to-man in that courtroom, everybody could see the look on my client's face. He wore his game face through the entire trial. He did not back down. He did not look away. We huddled and came together and pushed through while protecting what he holds sacred. And that is not letting them Takes a, He won't let them steal second. Damn it, I did it again. Oh, God dang it. Oh, I should have written this out. Oh,
3: son of a God. He is son working on God. plea deals, but I've worked my hardest to make sure that he has at least a triple option.
0: They're trying to have draconian penalties like a slap shot.
3: Oh, son of a God. I can't on. figure this out. What sport did he go to? So
0: <sighs> Being blitzed here.
3: Oh, hey, hold on. as he robs them of their gold <laughs> <laughs> so alright
0: we continue right here on sports radio 810 WHB Texas. says uh Xavier wrote that and made his lawyer read it. I guarantee it.
3: That has to be it.
0: That makes it better, I think. And worse. Probably. Um, I mean, if
3: I'm that lawyer, immediately after the case, that's what I'm claiming, for sure. Ooh, that's a good call. Everything that I did in the public eye, he made me do.
0: (sighs) Tech says, um, okay, guys, how do you or the Cracker Jack box lawyer know his knee didn't touch the ground when he was arrested? Were you (laughs) there?"
3: I imagine that when he was arrested, his knee probably did touch the, gr- the ground, and he was probably touched down, I would imagine. Like he's NFL and college down. You're saying that they scored a touchdown? I'm, I'm saying that there's there's still a chance for them to put up six, whatever that means. Tech uh, says, one of the funniest segments since
0: Chris Jones is Black Panther. Yes. yes. He still is. Was and always is. Marvin Harrison, 6'3", and two-eighths. Do you know that? Um, Yeah, and he had a long Hall of
3: Fame career, so that's not surprising, I guess. Is that where he ended up? Well,
0: I take that back. Marvin Harrison wasn't 6'3", and two eights. Right. Marvin Harrison okay. Okay. Jr. Whoa! <laughs> he's got a kid? I don't think Marvin... Was Marvin Harrison 6'3"? Can't be. I bet not, can't but be I'll, six, three. I'll
3: find out. I'll see what he's listed at. No way. I'd be, I'd be surprised.
0: Texas, uh... Um, six foot even on Pro Football Reference. Texas, uh, upon further review. Ooh, <laughs> we'll see. See, that that's been, good. That would been a good one. We need
3: the instant replay. Upon
0: further review, we know that, you know, and just insert any uh, anything you want to go uh, lawyerish with that one.
3: Chief Saholic knows he committed a couple of personal
0: fouls, and he's accepted that. The government thought they were already down the field with their arguments. See? I just. I also, the other problem with it is that we have fully lost the plot
3: as to what that was even about. I think it was him saying he's pleading guilty and taking responsibility
0: right. for some things on a plea deal. Yeah, it, like he pled guilty. And the government has been blitzing. That's why you told him to ple- take a plea deal? Right. They've, been, <laughs> I mean, they've been blitzing to try to convict him of his crimes, allegedly. The government, like, I don't think spags would need an exotic blitz here. They could just be your general run of the mill, you know. Here's our attack. Here's what we're going with. All right. We'll do some sports or leisure on the other side. Nine one three three eight ten eight ten. If that guy's your lawyer, you're going to
3: jail. That's my takeaway. Or you already are. Allegedly. If that guy's your lawyer, you're not. I, I, Hail Mary's not coming down. Just pray instead.
0: That's, you offer Hail Marys. Yes. Full of grace. What is it? It'd be like the Black Friday Hail Mary. If we all remember the uh, Jets-Dolphins when it was returned for a touchdown, that's, yep. that's the Hail Mary. That's the Hail Mary. <laughs> yep. Right after the uh, Dolphins threw an interception. Tua threw an interception, and then the Jets threw a Hail Mary that was returned for a touchdown. Jet- Dolphins got four more points than they were trying to get out of a back-to-back interception exchange. That's the Jets. But Hardman gave the uh, the Dolphins the playbook. Hey, they're going to throw a Hail Mary here. I want this guy to represent me and just do radio puns if I ever get arrested. At least he
3: has a talent for that.
0: He is now off the air.